Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome into What Makes Me Mad, a podcast where I discuss the things that make me mad. This is episode 137 of the podcast. Got some stuff that I've been saving up, cooking on the kitchen stove that's just been boiling and bubbling at this point, and then I'm ready... It's ready to be moved to another burner. That's how angry I am at some of the stuff that has been making me mad this week. So I've been got some stuff that I've been saving up. And yeah, like I said, it's been a it's been a minute since I've last recorded, but hey, I am excited to come on and talk about some of this stuff. I think probably the biggest thing though that I have to talk about. I have been saving this up for the longest time. And normally when I come on here, normally I'd like take a couple minutes, shoot the breeze, shoot the bullshit. We're not doing that this week. Why? Because this thing has just been driving me nuts and I hate it. The NFL about a month ago announced that they're going to start doing Peacock exclusive games. If you're unfamiliar with Peacock, Peacock is a streaming service from NBC where, you know, they're trying to, you know, grow their streaming service because everybody wants a streaming service now. And it's very, I don't use it because streaming services are expensive. It's like 10 bucks for one. And if you have to get like six of them, that's going to cost $60 a month. And you're at that point almost better off getting cable at that point. The whole reason why we cut cable was because it was too expensive and there's a whole lot of junk on there. And so why streaming services became popular is because it was a cheaper alternative and you could get some shows that you'd like for a for less amount of money. And people like that. And then they're like streaming services were like, great, let's charge everybody now an arm and a leg, try to exclusively put everything on our product. And now everyone's like, well, now it's just as as expensive as cable and it's exclusive. So I got to get 13 different streaming services. So anyway, NFL has been kind of fucking around and doing this for a while. Uh, Last year, they started out Thursday night football solely on Amazon. I did not watch a single game on Amazon. I don't own Amazon Prime because I think Jeff Bezos is a piece of shit and I don't feel like giving him my hard earned money. My roommate has Amazon Prime, so you may be wondering this year, well, Cal, clearly you're going to watch the games this year, right? Nah, probably not. Like the game that the Packers are on for Amazon Prime, I'm probably just going to listen to Packers radio on it. And so, yeah, the rest of the Thursday night games were on Amazon Prime. Uh, Except for, you know, Thanksgiving and the first first game of the season, right? Because NFL's been trying to, you know, make Thursday night football thing for a really long time and at first for a while it was cool now it's kind of like eh, i don't know how good it is for player safety and then especially with it being on amazon prime where it's like i'm not gonna pay 10.99 to watch bills titans on amazon prime i'm not doing it i like football i will literally wait a couple hours for the game to get done and then the replay for it to happen on a film network i will wait for that right it's so that pissed off a bunch of people, but the NFL's like, hmm, how else can we actively try to piss off our fan base? Ah, yes, I know. Let's put a playoff game exclusively on a streaming service, and we're going to see how that goes. Well, guess what? I can already tell you right now, it's not going good by the fan reactions. A lot of people are pissed, and rightfully so. I am also one of those people that are pissed. I'm not paying 10 bucks. When I already have, you know, an ability to watch, you know, the games, 
I'm not going to pay an additional type of... I'm not doing pay-per-view for football, all right? Same shit that killed boxing. Same thing that football is doing. And it's same thing that baseball has done that's hurt them. And it seems like every sport doesn't realize. It's like, oh, we have this product that millions of people are able to watch with the basic cable package. I know. Let's actively try to nickel and dime them because we don't make enough money as is. So Peacock was basically going to pay the NFL... I think 100 billion or something, or maybe it was 100 million. Who knows? It is a shit ton of money for one of the wild card games and also a week 16 game or something like that. Because that's exactly how you want to like piss off your customer base. You, you like, think about it. If you're a Falcons fan right now, like your team is playing in London in back to back weeks, there's a game where it's solely on ESPN. You know, you might have a Thursday night football game, so that's Amazon Prime. You know, you might get that Peacock game for wildcard if you make the playoffs. That's three different streaming services you would need right there just to watch three Falcons games, potentially. How dumb is that? The average fan is not going to pay 30 additional dollars a month to watch the live sporting event. I'm sorry, it's just not going to happen. I don't know who needs to be told this in the owner's meeting. It's like if you got, you guys just think that everyone's just willy-nilly with their streaming service. Like, oh, sure, I'll get at Netflix. I'll get Hulu. I'll get Amazon Prime. Sure, I'll get everything. And I'll even have YouTube TV on top. Not everybody has that. You're lucky if you have one or two. And if you're telling me, so say I'm a Falcons fan, I have a basic cable package. I should get the games on Fox, should get the games on CBS, the Sunday night game on NBC, and the Monday night football game on ESPN. That should work. That, they've had that model for years, and that's how they've grown the game so far. But now they're like, ah, yes, let's do a regular season game on Amazon Prime. Let's do a regular season game on ESPN+. Plus. Let's do a game on Peacock. Let's do a play. And, like, not even the fact that, like, regular season, like, Thursday night football I'm willing to sacrifice. But a playoff game, you're willing to put that on just a streaming service. No one's going to download Peacock. I mean, the <sighs> Peacock's clearly taking a gamble where they're like, we want everyone to download Peacock. See what else we have. Uh, baby, they'll stick around to buy. It's not going to happen. If you're going to try to nickel and dime me as a fan, I'm not going to follow. What made the game fun, what made the NFL fun, was you were able to flip it on Sunday, watch, you know, get Fox, CBS, NBC, ESPN. Basic cable channels, right? ESPN was able to kind of, you know, work their way in as a basic cable channel after a while. But now it's turning into you need every streaming service for basic regular season games. And then on top of that cable as well, too. It's pissing people off. And then on top of that, they then decide because of with how much of a disaster Thursday night football was at the start of the year last year, like just some god awful games. So a bunch of Thursday night football games were not entertaining and so obviously amazon amazon prime's like hey how do we get better games on here well first off don't have them on thursday night if you want to stream games on thursday night great but guess what have nfl network stream them at the same time all right 
This whole exclusive bullshit I'm getting so sick and tired of. Same thing like I said with baseball. I used to be able to watch the Cubs every single day because they're on WGN. Then WGN stopped carrying the games, but I was able to watch them on Chicago Sports Network. Then they decided, oh, well, we're going to get our own exclusive network. And guess what? I can't watch them now because Marquis in a battle with like 25 different networks. Bali Sports, absolute disaster. In a in a, in a dispute with like all the other cable companies and also filing for bankruptcy. Like you want Pete, you want to grow your product, make it free or easy for available for people to watch. It's not that hard, but boy, these companies are making it way harder than it has to be. So the NFL decides that they're going to do the game exclusively, like on the wild card game exclusively on Peacock, and it's like the third, the regular season Thursday night game I can stomach, but a wild card game. I don't like it because they're just doing this slippery slope at this point where, in, honestly, four years from now, I can see Amazon Prime being like, we would love to host the Super We want the Super Bowl exclusively on Amazon Prime. No one's going to watch it. And then they're going to be like, oh, well, how come nobody wanted to watch our game on Amazon Prime? Well, the reason for that, it's simple. I'm not going to pay $10.99 for it. It's not that hard. God damn. Oh, and so then, yeah, Amazon Prime with the whole Thursday Night Football. Thursday Night Football was just a disaster with the games last year. They're like, hey, we want better games. And so the NFL is like, right, let's have the ability to flex Thursday Night Football. And it's basically like you get near the end of the regular season and, like, it has to be a month's notice. But still, it's dumb because you have fans trapped. Like, they do this with Sunday Night Football and it works because it's just Sunday going from Sunday afternoon to Sunday at night. Changing your travel plans from Sunday afternoon to a Thursday night and making it like a three-day weekend. going to be a lot harder for a lot of people. This whole, and like the, a couple of the owners, which I'm shocked that they're actually able to figure out the common man for once. Because it seems like they never seem to understand what's going on. But a couple fans, or a couple owners were like, I don't know how fans are going to be able to pull this off. I mean, what are we doing? They're like, what are we doing? And it's just one of those, like, they kind of started realizing. Anyway, they still voted it through. So now, basically, instead of that game that you thought was going to be on a Sunday afternoon and week 16, uh, it's going to get shoehorned into that Thursday night football spot. Because that's what I love as a football fan. This game that's going to have high importance for when it comes to uh, the playoffs, all of a sudden that's going to get shifted to where my team's going to have four days of rest and is going to have to face them. Yeah, that's that's going to be great for the players' bodies. Injuries, I'm sure, won't go up or anything like that. This is also what pisses me off about the NFL as well, too. They do this dumbass bullshit with the whole, we're going to flex Thursday night football. Thursday night football, players have been talking about for years. My body can't recover in time. You know, injuries are up. This is the reason why. Instead of listening to the players, I've never flipped on a game to solely watch the owners. No, I want to flip it on because of the players. I'll watch a Patrick Mahomes game. I'll watch a Lamar Jackson game. I'm not going to watch uh, what the owner of the Kansas City Chiefs does, right? I want to watch because of the players. And maybe if the teams are doing good as well too. 
But if you have Patrick Mahomes get injured on one of these Thursday night games, maybe then they'll realize, well, hmm, maybe this isn't good for the league. Because guess what? I'm not going to flip in too many Chiefs games if Patrick Mahomes isn't playing. It's not that hard. The players drive the drive the ratings and then that drives the money for the owners but instead all the owners see is just the owners and not the players driving the money so you're going to put a bunch of guys out there end of the year flex the games and then they're going to wonder oh well how come everybody got hurt this year how come injuries are way up and so then the nfl decides that they keep kind of messing with the nfl kickoff and everything like that they keep trying to tinker with it now they decide that, hey, we're going to have the rule like in college where if a guy just waves for a fair catch anywhere under the 25, he catches it, they'll get the ball at the 25. So that way, because what happened was a couple years back, they're like, hey, concussions are up on the kickoffs. So what we're going to do is we're going to move uh, the kickoff line up five yards from the 30 to the 35 and that started resulting in more touchbacks because teams were starting to just kick it out of the end zone or deep into the end zone and so if you're a team you're kind of like i really don't want to return it because you know the field position everything like that so with those like returns not happening apparently concussions went down they then decide what happens for special teams though hey instead of letting them start at the 25 Maybe what we can do is just kind of pin them like a punt, kick it at like the five-yard line. Our special teams gets down in time, and we're able to tackle them at like the 15. That's a win for us, right? Some strategy being involved. But, of course, the NFL's like realizes, hey, this is going on. They're starting to do kickoffs again. Like, concussions are going back up. We got to change it because we don't want to get our asses sued. And it's so dumb because it's like, all right, well, first off, we're starting to, you know, monitor concussions more i feel like with the whole independent doctors on the sideline everything like that and kind of you know treating concussions more seriously which should happen right and instead of being like you know hey this is like an interesting strategy thing where you get a kicker that's able to like pop it up at around the five get your kick team down in time it will tackle the guy that's a win for field position or you have a dangerous returner like packers had with Keyshawn nixon it will take one back to the house or get really good field position that's a momentum swing but instead of doing that like the nfl is just like okay we want basically no more kickoffs because we're so afraid of concussions happening and it's like first off one you could clearly change it up to have more like more strategy involved with it and also reduce the risk i have said for almost a couple years now if you want to make maybe kickoffs more exciting because for a while it was just basically just booming out of the end zone it's like yay what an exciting kickoff and just kind of a waste of time what you do is you just hit you make a rule you're able to kick it through the uprights on a kickoff like kick it all the way downfield and have go through the uprights the opposing team should have to start the ball at the five yard line their five yard line that's a great strategy where you don't have to worry about a whole lot of people running into each other and getting hurt but also too you know like instead of it being at 25 or at the five like there's a whole bunch of like strategy where it's like hey big momentum swing because if you're an offense and you have to start at your own five yard line instead of the 25 yard line big momentum swing right 
then you have to worry about safeties and everything like that. So I kind of would like that strategy aspect to be in it. But nope, NFL is just like, ah, we'll just start doing fair catches now. And it's like, you can't say you care about player safety when this is the same organization that has just announced, hey, we're cool flexing Thursday night football. We're cool adding an extra game. We're cool adding an extra playoff team so that way that team that used to get a bye now has to face that playoff team. You're cool adding all these extra games, but then all of a sudden the kickoff is the biggest problem because, oh, that's where concussions happen. You, meanwhile, still play on artificial or you still have these teams playing on the grassy turf that's kind of like an artificial turf and players have been outspoken about that for years where it's like hey grass significantly reduces the risk of a knee injury like for the longest time MetLife Field had a really bad you know like artificial turf where like players were suffering ACL injuries and if you're a player an ACL injury is one of the hardest things to come back from because it's like how you know fast you are, explosive you are, how you bend, move, everything like that. Like knees are so important. I know the NFL gets so concerned with concussions, but like the knees is where like the big th- big concern is for football players because it's like you have a devastating knee injury could change the whole outlook of your career. Again, I've talked about it before, but look at David Bakhtiari with the Packers. Dude was great. All those years, never really missed a start, and then all of a sudden he suffers a random freak ACL injury in practice on, you know, I think a grassy turf field, and he misses basically two playoff seasons, still wasn't fully right, finally gets it cleaned out, and then he's able to come back, but still, now everybody's calling him injury prone, because, you know, Packers fans are really stupid, but it's just one of those things, it's like, you know, a knee injury is so devastating for all these guys. You know, the NFL is all, oh, we care about player safety. It's like bullshit. You have, you know, you have all all these, you know, exclusive deals that you're doing with streaming. All this, you know, you're having them play on, you know, Thursday nights. You're having them play overseas in England. The Falcons have to do back-to-back weeks in England. Do you know how dumb, I don't know who was in charge of that scheduling, but what an absolute fuck-up that is. They want to play more games overseas, so you're having players fly all the way over there. Players have talked about how, you know, they have the jet lag and everything like that. It's not good. I have talked before on this podcast. All what they have to do is just do a preseason game over there, and it would be fine. It's the same thing that, the you know, soccer does with their friendlies where they bring it over to the u.s you don't have to worry about your stars getting hurt and you don't have to worry about it being a crucial regular season game but the nfl's like oh sure we'll go over to england we'll grow our fan base over there i totally get that but if it's a game where it affects players ability to play it's gonna be kind of pissed me off as a fan because it's like what if that england game didn't happen we just normally played them at lambo you know, what, who knows what would happen. But you have the Falcons playing back-to-back games overseas. I've talked though before, like, just play one preseason game over there. You can pick all different spots ap- across the globe. And that can be your, like, your global outreach week or something like that. And with the preseason games, it doesn't count against the regular season record. And you're able to get some guys out there. And fans would be able to go see, like, you know, their teams in action. You could do it all across the globe. I've talked about it before on the podcast with Dalton Sorgo. 
but instead the NFL is like, no, nah, we'll just do regular season games. It's fine. Everyone loves getting up at 9.30 in the morning to watch their teams play. And so they have the Falcons going back-to-back weeks. So who knows if they're going to fly back, fly back, uh, fly back forth, if they're just going to stay over there. They, they have them doing that. They still have fields being, you know, played on, you know, artificial turf, which granted is easier to maintain than, uh, you know, regular grass. It helps prevent, you know, like flooding and everything like that. But it, you know, could re- could make more ACL injuries, right? The NFL, which has, you know, billions, these teams have billions of dollars. They could easily employ solid groundskeepers. They could easily find a way to be like, you want to know what? We have the resources to do what the Packers do with theirs, where they're able to have a grass field because they have it down to a science with all the, like the European, like how the European soccer fields have it, with a little mix of the plastic fibers in there that helps hold it together in the winter. They could easily do something like that, but of course that costs them money, and they're like, no, we're not going to do that. And then it's dumb because then the World Cup announces, hey, we're going to have America be the host of the, or one of the hosts of the World Cup in 2026. Every game, though, has to be played on actual grass and not turf. And then they're like, well, all right, we'll change out this turf. Then it's like, oh, yeah, again, because money talks for you guys. Because now all of a sudden you could easily do it. Could easily do it. Could easily help, you know, strengthen the relationship between the players and owners if they just did something like that. But, of course, you know, the owners don't want to spend any money whatsoever. They just want to hold on to their billions and billions of dollars because, you know, God help the billionaires in this world. And I guarantee you, a couple years from now, I don't know when the collective bargaining agreement is up, but I 100% think there's going to be a lockout that happens. I mean, the players have just made the owners so much money. Obviously, America is just such a football-crazed nation, and I'm one of them as well, too. But the product on the field, I feel like, is starting to suffer a little bit. The refereeing is not good, could be better, but the NFL doesn't do anything about it. Uh, and then, yeah, they're just acting. The only thing they're worried about is how much more money do we make? And then when instead, when you're worrying about dollars instead of the products, eh, you're going to make less dollars. So I don't know if they want to fuck around and find out like what baseball did with like losing its popularity as a once America's pastime. Like, yeah, like, oh, go ahead. Fuck around. Find out if you guys want to be greedy. Go for it. It seems like these sports leagues never figure it out. They re- they are so hungry with their with their money. They go for it. They want to, you know, they're gonna strike, and it's like they lose out on fans. And then also they're like, oh, well, how come our popularity's down? Well, yeah, because you lost half the season due to a strike. Because you guys don't have the egos to you know work things out. Oh, it's so dumb. I've talked about it before with like baseball, with like you know the lockout, with how much damage they got hurt by it nba's had a lockout you know they were damaged by it nhl had a season-long lockout got damaged by it you know it's like nfl is gonna do the exact same thing because the players have at this point are gonna get tired and i 100 wholeheartedly agree with them the amount of bullshit like yeah they obviously get paid millions of dollars but it's like it could be so much better but instead the owners just want to make as much money as possible and it frustrates the hell out of me so i was able to basically go a whole 23 minutes just ranting 
on that solely just because like the nfl announcing hey we're gonna do peacock and obviously everyone was pissed about it rightfully so but yeah i just wanted to get that off my chest because it's like i just hate how just streaming services now everything's got to be exclusive you could easily do both you could easily do cable and also streaming as well too but i don't know and also too obviously you guys know big nascar fan here they're gonna be working on like a new media deal as well too and with amazon obviously having jeff bezos's war box in his back pocket all of a sudden they could be a potential player in getting a new tv deal and i just hope there's like 20 different options i hope nascar does not choose but it's nascar so i have a feeling they're gonna fuck it up I really, like, even Amazon could come on. If they want to be a partner, great. But guess what? All you have to say is, guess what? You're not going to exclusively have everything be a race. You can stream stuff on your rate. Like, you can, yeah, if you want to go and bring your own camera crew, your own setup, everything, that's fine. But guess what? We're also going to air it on cable as well, too. Like, you're not going to do this whole exclusive because i guarantee you they're gonna be like let's do exclusive and the ratings are gonna come back in and they're gonna be absolute they're gonna be absolute junk and then they're gonna be like oh well how come nobody wanted to watch the race it's like because then it's gonna cost me 10 bucks a month that's why to what watch four races no i'm not doing that so i just really hope nascar is like even if they want to do the streaming service fine but like just don't have it be exclusive i mean come on and i know amazon will come up and be like we want to exclusively put it on our broadcast fine like and we'll pay more money for it and i get that i get that and i get that but it's just so frustrating as a viewer where it's like why so yeah i think nascar's uh media deal with fox is up in 2024 that cannot come soon enough. I am so tired of Fox Sports' coverage of literally everything. Uh, I was watching their baseball coverage of the Cubs on Saturday, and it was complete horseshit because they didn't have the announcers in the ballpark, so they're on like a four-second delay. And my thing is, you are Fox Sports. You could easily have the guys be out there, but you're probably just trying to save a couple bucks. Their coverage of the World Cup was shit. Their coverage of the NFL hasn't been great over the years. Their coverage of college football, a pain it's very much painful as a college football fan, especially with Big Noon Kickoff. I've talked about it before on previous podcasts, and I don't feel like wasting my breath with it right now. But yeah, as you can tell, many things I don't like about Fox, but their coverage of NASCAR, they've been around for over 20 years. I really enjoyed it for the longest time, but it got pointed out to me like, I think two years ago where I was like, wow, they kind of miss a lot of things and they take an excessive amount of commercial breaks. And I'm like, you want what? I kind of realized that. So of course this year I've been watching it, the Daytona 500. I've talked about that before on podcast, absolutely littered with commercials, uh, missed cuts of everything. And I like the personalities that they have on there. Mike Joy and Larry McReynolds are, you know, have two of the deepest NASCAR knowledges in the game as is. I think Clint Boyer's hilarious. I don't care what people on Twitter say. People on Twitter like to hate everything. But like, and like their pre-race coverage, I think is fine. But just their camera work and whoever's in the truck running it is just not good. 
I've never seen a company miss so much action literally on the track the NASCAR does. They like will go to commercials constantly, like the whole race, and it's just hard to get into the flow of a race to see what's going on when you're taking a commercial every eight laps. And a thing that really pissed me off was the bigger races where they know more viewership is going to be on, they'll just litter the damn race with the commercials. The whole point of stage racing being added was so that way they could air commercial breaks under caution, and then that way you wouldn't have to miss stuff on the track. And when people have pointed out how many commercials there are, you know, everyone at Fox is like, well, you know, we got to pay the bills, of course. Yes, I understand that's how advertising works. But this is literally NASCAR we are talking about. It is literally built on advertising. There's different ways you can go about it. They've Yeah, they've done some side-by-side stuff where you have a commercial playing here. But also, too, you can still kind of see the race on the smaller screen. But this is NASCAR we're literally talking about. The entire track is just littered in advertisements on the cars, on the jumpsuits, on the, uh, you know, on the walls of the track, on the infield. It's NASCAR. They'll figure out a way. Like, you could clearly do different kind of advertisements without taking full three-minute commercial breaks every eight laps. And if you're wondering, well, Cal, why every eight laps? At some racetracks, it only takes 30 seconds to go around the track. At some, it takes a minute. So if you're taking a commercial break, say, at the Coca-Cola 600 every eight laps and it only takes about 32 seconds for cars to get around the track you are taking a commercial break for about four minutes of action that you see and literally you could tell what happens they come back from commercial during the green flag they'll chat about things for a little bit they'll kind of bounce around if there's nothing interesting going on they'll send it to commercial and it's just that you can't get into the flow of a race if you're constantly going in and out of commercials. And then always what happens is they always come back and they're like, oh, there's trouble in turn four. You know, this Kyle Larson got into Denny Hamlin and both cars have wrecked. They'll talk about the wreck for a little bit. Cars will come down pit road and do for green flag pits or for pit stops. And then they'll go to commercial after that, which I get because it's caution flag. But guess what? You take them during the caution flags. It's not that hard. Don't miss the action on the track. It's just, could you imagine like you're watching a basketball game and just all of a sudden they decide to take a three minute break because, you know, teams aren't hitting their shots. Like the game's still going on, but you just have a full screen ad. And another thing that drives me nuts with Fox's coverage, it's literally the same six commercials being played in a loop. Coke, Ram, progressive those like same six over and over and like a couple others obviously because i know i only counted three but those over and over and over again and there's just so many different ways they could go about like you know doing it they literally have the geico restart zone like there's so many things where they just have it and they're like let's slap an advertisement on it again like i said it's nascar they could go about it all you gotta do go up to like some company and be like hey we're going to do 30 minutes of no commercials, but we'll say it's sponsored by, you know, you and some other company and we'll put your little advertisement up in the corner. Do you want to do that? And this is how much it costs. And that whole time we're just talking or like, you know, that thing will be popped up in the corner. Great for the fans because they're able to watch 30 minutes on the track. 
and it's great for the advertisers advertisements because they're getting that exposure and also too it's great for the company because they're getting that like money but it just drives me nuts when it just fox just constantly litters a race with commercials and especially the coca-cola 600 because it the race got delayed like a whole day so it was like i had to wait the whole like instead of it being on a sunday night they raced on monday afternoon and that went into the evening because there was another rain delay and again it was just littered with commercials and it's like come on what are we doing and then they miss so much shit and it's just like so i'm gonna be so glad when they get done with that deal like and another thing too that drives me nuts i've been watching nascar for a while i can kind of know when to look for wrecks i can kind of see where things are like bottling up where all of a sudden the action's at and i don't know who's in charge of the cameras and i get it's a very difficult job but it's not that hard to see smoke kind of in the background and go huh that looks like smoke in the background could a car be possibly wrecking and of course it's like it takes them a minute to cut to it and even with like the st louis race this week right fox just missed so much stuff in the beginning they missed the fireballs being shot off with like two to go uh before you know the start of the race you know st louis is uh speedway has like a area in like the back stretch where they just shoot off a bunch of fire it's really cool visual right fox just completely misses it i guess they did something where the fans were able to yell you know start your engines or something like that fox just completely missed it because they were talking about something else and also too there is a lightning delay at like lap five cars went back down pit road nascar just or fox just went to commercial they didn't talk about it and then all of a sudden when they came back they're like oh we're in a lightning delay it's like great i found that out from social media about five minutes ago you could have easily said bringing the cars back down pit road because there's lightning in the area that's all that you have to do but enough they're just talking about something else and then they went to commercial it seems like instead of showing the race all that they're concerned about is just getting those commercials in and even like with the stage ending it's like the leader will cross the finish line and maybe you get one other car and they're quickly going to commercial as quick as possible it's like can we at least wait five more seconds so i could see who the top 10 is because with that it's important because that's stage points and that could affect standings and you know strategy and playoffs and everything like that but nope winner crossed the stage for that line let's go to commercial as fast as possible i'm so over that company hosting or getting to host you know the sporting events and i really hope i pray to god nascar goes somewhere else with it obviously you have nbc uh with their fall coverage and it's not bad but it's just so much better than fox it seems like they care and they're excited about it whereas fox it's just we've been doing it for 20 years who gives a shit so i don't know if like espn or tnt has to take it but i would just love to see someone else in charge of nascar than fox i am so over them they're just not good but just like the coca-cola 600 i was like this fucking company is just horseshit when it comes to nascar now just commercials left and right like literally if you watched like something on youtube and it was 60 percent video 40 percent ads would you watch it no because after a while you just get bored and it's difficult to get in the flow of shit 
And that's where I feel like it's at with NASCAR with like, especially like, you know, when they race at Daytona, Talladega, Charlotte, the big speedways where everyone's excited to watch and they know more ratings are on it and they just litter it with commercials. So hella frustrating. NASCAR's or NASCAR on Fox's last race this year is at Sonoma this week. And I'm going to be so glad when it's done because then we'll let NBC take over. So I don't know. I don't trust NASCAR with their decision making though when it's going to become to making a new uh, streaming deal. So we'll have to see what happens. So I pray to God they make the right choice. Also too, there's like 30 other different things I would uh, change if I was in charge. Uh, maybe run different racetracks, change a point system, bunch of other stuff. But maybe that's a deep dive for a different day of the podcast because I've just been ranting and raving for about 30 minutes now on just two topics. And I'm starting to feel it in my throat. So I think what I'm going to have to do is I'm going to have to tap out here on this one. Call it an L. And uh, next time I'll really maybe do a deep dive into some stuff as well too. Because I got some stuff coming up. Like again, like uh, there's some stuff that I like to save. And just kind of see where things are at. And so you have people like the NFL that's like, Woo, we didn't make what makes me mad this week. We're doing all right. Oh no, guess what? Just because I don't mention you this week. Next time I come on, I might have to talk about you then. So the Oakland A's owner, you're probably thinking, hey, I went through this whole podcast without getting talked about right now. Well, guess what, buddy? I've been watching what's going on with that Las Vegas deal. There's been a lot of shit that's been making me mad about it. And boy, when I decide to talk about it, you're just going to get the biggest ash chewing of your life when that happens. So get ready to tune into that episode whenever it happens. But that's going to do it, though, for this week's edition of What Makes Me Mad. Thank you guys for listening. We will see you next time. Thank you.